Hello and welcome back to another episode of Secrets of a Virtual Boss. I'm your host, Michael Brody, the founder and the CEO of VirtualStaff.ph, the Philippines outsourcing marketplace. Today's episode is going to be about maximizing ROI with outsourcing the Philippines. Basically, how to get the most out of it. If you've, already, if you've not already done it, like and subscribe to the podcast. That way you won't miss out on the latest episode. Okay, so a lot of companies right now, they're, they're considering offshoring or outsourcing the Philippines as part of their overall business strategy. I mean, it makes sense. Lower cost salaries, English-speaking talent. And if they do it the right way, they're going to hire people without any quality compromise. It's a no-brainer for a lot of businesses. So the question is, how do you outsource the Philippines? Well, you've really got three options. One is you set up a corporation in the Philippines, create an office, do all the compliance, such as withholding tax remittances, things like that, such as, you know, business permits, barangay clearances, and that kind of thing. It's attractive for a big company with thousands of employees as they can justify the fixed cost, the liability, and of course the corporate structure needed to do this effectively and efficiently. For anyone with under a thousand employees, it's often better to do the next option that I'm going to share with you. So number two, the second way you can do it, you can go through a BPO or an outsourcing partner. You can actually do this with the virtual staff.ph enterprise solution, um, where we do everything for you. Basically, this is how it works. You'll hire staff through a Philippine entity or a professional outsourcing provider. And the staff they you hire, they're going to work for you, um, you know, part-time or full-time, whatever you want. However, and this is the key here, all the compliance and the liability, that's going to be on the outsourcing provider. This is really common, okay? Especially if you want legal protection compliance, plus often you're going to get, you know, world-class or really good recruitment. You're going to get an account manager. And you're not going to have any of the, the liability compliance or headaches in the Philippines itself. I actually um, I actually spoke to Virgin about this. And we've got some really, really big YouTubers who partner with virtual staff.ph as well. Software companies, e-com firms. And we, we, we work with a lot of people. And, and they do this because they want to do it right the first time. They don't want any headaches. And it just makes sense to work with a professional outsourcing provider. The third option you have. It's the DIY do-it-yourself option. You can go to a marketplace like our marketplace over on virtualstaff.ph and do the DIY option. Basically, this is how it would work. You'd sign up, you'd, you'd create an account, you'd post jobs, you'd interview, send offers, and hire the people that you want. Um, the pro here is it's it's the lowest cost option. So those are the, the three options that you have. Um, you've got the set up the corporation, handle all the compliance and the, the legal stuff in the Philippines yourself. Second, go through a, a professional outsourcing provider, a BPO company, where they handle compliance and legalities for you. Three, the DIY, um, which is going to a marketplace like virtual stuff page. Do it yourself, lowest cost option. But of course, um, you're not going to be hiring them as employees. They're going to be more like contractor kind of thing. Okay, so the next thing is cheap versus value. There's a big difference here, okay? I've got to emphasize this. You, you, you're outsourcing the Philippines because you want to save money. You want to cut costs. Michael, you know, we know that. That's kind of the whole point. I get it, okay? However, here's what I must say to you, okay? Never, ever, ever in a million years compromise on quality. I'll repeat that again. Never compromise on quality. I have a motto, a phrase, something that I, I talk about a lot. If you've watched my videos or anything or read my, my newsletter on LinkedIn, um, I always say this, and I say it to my consultant clients as well, some of the big companies I consult for, never compromise quality. The key to successful outsourcing 
is to save a lot of money. Yes, fact. However, the, this is the part people miss. Without any quality compromise. I'm amazed, you know, how many people miss this last part. The aim of the game is never to pay as little as you can. The aim of the game is to drastically cut costs, but never compromise on the quality. That way, here's what's going to happen, okay? That way, you, you provide an equal or even better product or service to your customers. But as a company, you're just going to make a lot more money out of it. Remember, you're taking the big risks. You, you deserve to make as much money out of your business as you possibly can. Strategies for dealing with cultural differences, time zone challenges when working with outsourced teams in the Philippines. Okay, so a lot of people are thinking, well, the Philippines is on the other end of the world. It's over in Southeast Asia. The time difference is pretty big. What's going to happen here? Okay, so the industry in the Philippines, the BPO industry, it's mature now. That's the biggest or second biggest in the world. There's millions of people involved in this industry in one shape or another, and many of them work what we call the graveyard shift, that, the graveyard shift. Basically, what it means is they work through the night. The reason for this is because a lot of American businesses, they outsource to the Philippines. So it's, it's no problem at all hiring staff to work through the night in the Philippines or, or any time zone in a 24-hour day. Cultural differences. Okay, so let's first of all say you're not going to find many. I know this. I've spent years and years in the Philippines. I've got property and I have hundreds of employees here in the Philippines. I know very, all the ins and outs of the country. Um, but remember, you're not going to have any real problems here because this is work. And a lot of the talent you're going to be hiring, they're likely already experienced working for American, British, Australian employers. I mean, we're not talking here about moving in together, or, you know, going to Lola or Granny's 70th birthday to eat a lechon baboy or a you know, roasted pig. Or uh, So for me, in many ways, it's irrelevant because you're hiring people to work to be part of your company. Um, what people do in the free time, if it's peculiar to your particular um, culture, is irrelevant, as I say. Uh, anyway... Let's be honest, in the Philippines, it's very Americanized anyway. I and mean, other than when I when I visited Chicago and Philadelphia, I don't think I've ever seen as many Dunkin' Donuts in in, the, in any cities other than when I was in the Philippines. When I'm here in the Philippines, I see Dunkin' Donuts and all these fast food outlets. I mean, I was, I was in Makati, uh, I, in, uh, when was it? Last month, I had some business in, in Makati, and I went to Denny's for breakfast. I had a Subway lunch, and I went to a 1950s American diner. Uh, called the Philan Station, which, by the way, I recommend. If ever you, you visit the Philippines and you're in the capital, go to the Filling Station. It's it's the best 1950s, 60s-style diner I've seen. They've spent an absolute fortune on all this memorabilia. It's really, really cool. Anyway, um, the next thing is, how do you create a long-term outsourcing strategy that helps you achieve your business goals? Okay, so what do you want out of this? How do you see it fitting in with your overall business strategy? The key is to think about it just as you would, you know, your market and strategy and, and, and everything else in your business. This is human capital. It's about utilizing that ace card, getting it out of your pocket and using it. And that is going to make your business a lot more profitable. However, you can screw up in many ways. Nothing is ever a full-on conclusion. I think we all know that. Even if we think it's a no-brainer, there's always ways you can screw up somehow. But for sure, if you outsource the Philippines and you do it the right way, you're never going to look back again. This is going to be part of your strategy forever. You're going to be doing this for years because the, the money you're going to save and the benefits you're going to get out of it are, um, they're, they're, they're a game changer. They really are. 
the people who usually fall into this camp, okay, there's usually two types of people who, who fall into the screw it up, uh, this didn't work, the quality wasn't great kind of kind of camp. One, the, the I know it all people, we've all met them. No matter what you say, they, I could be consulting with them, speaking with them, and uh, it doesn't matter what I say, they always know more, even though they've never done it before. I've consulted for some of the biggest companies in the world on, on, on the subject of outsource and employ hundreds of people myself in the Philippines. Um, property here, lived here, uh, you know, and they still seem to know more and they've never actually ever left the home country. But you, we all know the type. The second one is the ones who want to pay skilled people with experienced peanuts. And then they wonder why they can't hire the good people. They end up hiring less than mediocre. Or the staff just keep quitting in a very short period of time or they just fail altogether. Those are the two the two camps. Those are the two types of people who usually fail at outsourcing the Philippines. Okay, so so here's some examples of businesses that have successfully maximized the ROI of outsourcing. I had a famous YouTuber, okay? He decided to hire video editors in the Philippines. He worked with our team doing the enterprise solution. Uh, and he has around eight full-time video editors hired through us. This guy, he, he's got a lot of channels on YouTube. Great, great. He, I mean, he's, he's very good at this business. He's terrific with all these, these videos and YouTube stuff. And he's got hundreds of millions of views. He's British, like me. He saved something like 25 or, or 28 grand a year in, in pounds. Uh, to 25 or 28 grand per year per video editor. Uh, <laughs> a Freudian slip there. Um, so something like 200 grand a year he saves in, in British pounds um, by hiring the video editors in the Philippines. We've got a logistics company we work with. Those guys, they have something like, it, it's very close to 100 staff hired through us. They've saved millions of dollars over the last few years. They've been with us at three or four years now. And they've saved incredible sums. I mean, absolutely, I incredible. A software company, they outsource customer support, admin staff. They, they not only save money, but they were able to provide their customers with better support, a better experience because they had increased manpower because it was within their budget. So rather than hiring like, you know, another three people in the States, they had 10 or 12 people here in the Philippines. And they just, I mean, it was just great what they did. So what I would say to you is have a think. What positions could you outsource and when would it make sense for you and your business to do it? Not everybody it doesn't make sense to do it right now. Maybe six months or 12 months down the line. Maybe you're just a startup and you, you could look at it two ways. You could say, well, we need to get things going a little bit more. Then we'll outsource. We'll maybe build a customer support department or something like that. Or you could look at it the opposite side. You could say, well, we're a startup, but we need to bring in skilled people. We can't afford to pay these big salary rates in, in, in America or whatever. So let's hire three or four people in the Philippines, specialists, we're a graphic design, video editing, customer support, and we got a whole team now. You know, you got a whole team on a startup budget. I mean, terrific. You're firing at all cylinders. So what would I say are the strategies for maintaining accountability, productivity among outsourced team members? This is, this is a big one, but it, it's pretty simple, really. To be honest, I mean, you you can use tools like Asana, Slack, Zoom, Google Meets, Trello boards, all those type of things. Just put some systems of accountability in place. I mean, the the world we live in right now, the technology, it, it, it's so easy that you're going to be getting the same accountability as you would with office staff. I know this. I've done both. My entire team, well, most of it is, is remote-based. We have some compliance and accounting offices in the Philippines because we need them for the for the, for the enterprise solution. Besides from that, hundreds of employees I, I, I employ and they all work remotely. I don't have any problems. Uh, we, you know, all of my businesses have been doing terrific. Um, 
by having people work remote, productivity's great, accountability's there, and everything's firing at all cylinders. So I, I, I know this works firsthand, and I've also, as I say, I've worked with clients and consulted with clients who do the same thing, and their businesses are also thriving by hiring remote people as well. Okay, so techniques for effectively communicating and setting expectations with your virtual staff. Okay, so I, I, I would say this, day one, set up the expectations. Just because, okay, you're saving a lot of money in employee cost, the standard should still be the same. My technique is always this, be fair, but always have accountability. Foster creativity, let everybody know that, you know, this is a team game, as you expect everybody to, to you know, fire on it all cylinders and going at it like a maniac. I have my team, the people who are accountable for something, such as my operations director, the head of marketing, uh, head of customer support. They do an end-of-day report, send it to me, on what's been achieved, the key stuff. I like bullet points because I, I like to keep things simple. I'm not into all this fancy corporate stuff, to be honest. I prefer to keep things simple. I want to know bullet point it, simplify it, and I'm magic, beautiful for me. Let me know what's happening. I can make decisions and get back with feedback. They also use tools like Slack and Asana, as well as a Trello board, usually within the team members of each particular department. These things are really good. And aside from messaging with it, with it, uh, Slack or, or something like that, I also like video calls, audio calls every week. That helps everybody feel connected. Of course, I, I in my position, I, I only do this with the department head, but that's because we, we employ hundreds of people. It's not obviously practical to or beneficial to be on a call with, you know, the customer support staff when we have, you know, the customer support head who who takes care of that. Um, if you're a smaller business with less employees, it makes sense for you, the owner, the CEO, to jump on calls, meetings with your staff, all the staff, such as customer support reps, especially if you don't have a manager in, in charge of, of departments or segments of your business yet. I did this in the early days. I don't know, but my department heads do. They all jump in calls and video calls with the team members. Um, rally the troops, so to speak. So anyway, that that they would be my big points. That that's how I believe you can maximize ROI, how to get the most out of outsourcing the Philippines, do it the right way. I hope you've enjoyed today's show. You got some more insight and knowledge about outsourcing and and of course building teams in the Philippines. And of course, you know, you can apply this to building teams anywhere. It doesn't just have to be the Philippines. I, I say the Philippines because that's my area of speciality. It's also where I I happen to think it makes the most practical sense from a financial standpoint and a talent, a human capital standpoint to build teams. Remember, if you liked the episode, subscribe to the channel, give it a thumbs up or whatever it, it, it says to do, like or, <laughs> you know. Anyway, subscribe to the channel. Your continued patronage is, is very much appreciated. I love it, the fact that you've chose our channel to, to listen to, and I hope that I am delivering on my promise to, to give genuine value. And I'll see you on the next show.